couple months maybe for a whole her the, the beginnings of her life she was fostered with dogs and so sometimes she has dog behaviors like barking and mm. playing fetch and playing fetch and with that in mind now that the rest of the world knows about our cat a little bit more she's a very special cat mm-hmm. welcome to another episode of true north nerds yay, yay. Um, this is going to be mainly, I think, a news catch-up episode. Probably. And, news uh, and toys. And we will make a, a couple announcements of other things that are, are going on with the show. Um, <laughs> before, just a little bit of housekeeping, I guess. we Three of us uh, went out the, the night before we were recording and ended up playing video games for charity for a little bit. Hello, the, new, nis- new listeners. Yeah, so at Power Up Gaming. All, all three people who didn't get fed up with my Luigi No, bashing. no, there was like at least 17 watching the stream, they said. Yeah. I won! At, at I wish points. I had been there. Uh, I was busy with a theatrical experience. Well, they, they've they said that they're going to try and do it like twice a year. Excellent. And they're, they're looking at doing it again in October. Perfect. So, so this was the fundraiser for sick kids. Yep. And uh, it was super fun. And That's I won. part of the Extra Life Yeah. Ki- campaign so i don't know what the the grand total is they're probably still doing the math now because it just ended about an hour before we were recording but it sounded like that they were going to hit their goal so that was good and it was a lot of fun it it felt kind of neat being able to play video games and help out a good cause at the same time and it's fun playing video games with people in the same room Mm. like sitting on the same couch yeah. So I laughed so much. Oh, good. There was, <laughs> I thought it was a good time. Yeah, except that it, it, we showed how bad at video games we were. Bad <laughs> at old video games. Or, yeah, because we played a wrestling game That we've game never played first. before. Mm-hmm. Gen 1 by default. I Excellent. Just, I, just was, I was the rock because it was the only wrestler I knew. Right. And I just hit the kick button and walked into people kicking. Nice. And, and she, I won. She won because she did the most damage. None of us got a pin because the, the time ran out. <laughs> and, and we didn't know what any of the buttons did. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And then uh, with Mario Party, at one point, uh, the owner of the store uh, walked over and he's like, none of you guys have any stars yet? And we're like, no. He's like, but that's how you win the game. And yeah. we had been playing for like half 20 minutes. Half an hour at least. Half an hour at that point. <laughs> yeah. That game was more frustrating because it was the three of us and then the fourth player was the computer. Oh. Who yeah. won, but since he's a Stupid computer, it doesn't count, and I came in second, so I won. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And I only won because Luigi stole all of this was on Ryan's what system? coins. N64. 64. Yeah. Apparently, what he said three is the hard to, to is find the one. Is the one of, like, at least 
like over in the hundreds of dollars. Is that the really? one we were yeah. playing? That's the one we were playing, Ooh, yeah. We were playing the expensive bad game. I yeah. love Mario Party, too. I wish I could have been there. So video game pricing apparently goes in two sort of things. There's the one that is like your popular games that go up in price. Right. Right? And then you also have the games that weren't popular, and there's just few of them around. Right. So, so therefore, therefore, they go popular. up in price. Like, there's a, a channel, I can't remember the name of it, there's a channel on YouTube where they go through, like, these high-priced games and, like, is it worth $3,000? No, because it's a garbage game, but mm. nobody can find it. But there's only five copies of it. Yep. <laughs> and people like to have everything. Like some of those corporate-sponsored games, like Domino's Avoid the Noid or... Or the 7-Up Spot game. The 7-Up <laughs> Spot game is actually pretty solid. It's one of those weird instances of, like, you kind of figure maybe they just had the game already planned and then 7-Up Spot came around and, like, they got more money for it. So mm. they, they just threw them in. I, I remember the ads for the Kool-Aid Man video game back yeah, in the Yeah, for the 80s. Atari. Because yeah. they, they, there was the, always ads for those in the comics at the time. Yep. Too, oh, right? I remember the print ads. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing the game before. <laughs> and even, uh, so here we go in a nerdy video game history. Um, Super Mario 2 here. Oh, yeah. Is not a Super Mario game. No, it, And that. it's a promo game for... Like an anniversary promo game for a t- television station in Japan. Oh, yeah, using like their mascot. So I guess their mascot had like an Arabian theme, hence the flying carpets and all that oh. sort of stuff. And but they market it as what a dream. <clears throat> when it's a Mario game, it's yeah, it's, it's a dream. Now, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's there's debate whether it actually happened or not. But See, and they, that was my favorite Mario. There's all yeah, but Mario's got this weird world of fan theories. Like Mario three is not actually happening either. It's a stage play. Well, yeah, it looks done like it. by the characters <laughs> because that's why it opens with the curtains being right. drawn. Yeah. And right. if you look at the graphics, they look more like. A high school musical, like plywood cutout sort of background mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. it, as opposed to like the real world, right? So I guess for a while they got a, a, along with Bowser and made a play, and then when we switched to Super Nintendo, Bowser's a dick again. So... <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't think the developers of Mario put as much thought into it as fans do. Probably yeah, not. Probably so... <laughs> not. That's funny. I'd never heard that. The but the whole stage but it, play it thing, does and it makes make sense, sense with the whole yeah, it way it's like set up. It. And that and that's why Mario Two. Well, you the Mario Two, yeah, because he because he's you could dreaming. get you could get the original, the actual Mario Two, in North America, but it was called Mario uh, Mario Golden. Yeah, because the uh, the Dialla movie in Midland, where I would go and rent movies and video games from, had it, and so I rented it one time. And I was like, "What's this?" It's like it's it looks like because it looked just like the first Mario Brothers. Yeah, somebody can confirm or deny it for me online, but I think the reason why it didn't get released here, well, they thought it was too hard, too hard for North American yeah. audiences. That's what they've said. Hmm. So now that we've got video history, video game history corner <laughs> done with, we're here with Jen. Hi, and Ryan. That's me and Kevin. That's him. Oh. You weren't you weren't on the last episode, right? No, no, no he was you, because he was being, we had an emergency rehearsal yeah, call crunch time. because it was the day before Shrek opened and play went quite well. The I play understand. went very well. Yeah, it was a great show. I had a great time. We 
Sold a lot of tickets, made a lot of kids happy. It was fun. And what was your um, your snack for the post? Uh, oh, so I played little pig. Party? I played little pig number two in the show. So when we had our cast party at the end, I brought candied bacon. <laughs> I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> oh, that remind. You ever see the you know with the talking M and M's? Yeah. There was an ad with uh, Patrick Warburton where mm-hmm. he walks into the green room and they're eating out of bags of M and M's, and he's like, "What are you doing? What's it look like? All, oh, all." Oh. Not natural. You're eating your own kind like that. <laughs> Cannibalism. Yep, that's what it was, and it was delicious. So what's your next show? Because you, you've already got something I've lined up. I already started rehearsing for the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Oh, that's right. In Midland in May. So That's when the, the performance is? Yeah, May? the show's in May. Yeah, Three weekends in May. And that's why he can't go bowling with us tomorrow. Ah. What time oh, yeah, are you going, going bowling? bowling tomorrow. What time is bowling One tomorrow? One o'clock. Oh, uh, yeah, my rehearsal's 11 till 4. <laughs> Yay, bowling! You already said you could go. <laughs> well, I, we didn't actually have the rehearsal schedule oh, yet when I said okay. no. Uh, gotcha. I just didn't know. So, let's start off this episode like we do every episode with a little, well, almost every episode with the uh, the news. Ryan, what do you got for us this week? Well, I got all kinds of news here. Yeah. So, in the ongoing Willie Won't He, Is He Gone, Is He Staying? And now we know. Now we know Ben Affleck is officially walking away from Batman. He's one walk away from the Batman. I think you hang up your cowl. Well, they retired his cape on the Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel show. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel show. They pulled it up into the rafters. Uh, the security guard guy came out and dressed as Robin. It's it funny. So this means we're going to get a new Batman with a new origin movie? Because well, nobody no. knows well, the origin maybe. of Batman. Yeah. We're definitely getting a new Batman, well, and it's a younger Batman. Yeah, which is part of the reason why we, you know, Ben Affleck wasn't going to be Batman. Yeah. Now, he could have still shown up in the uh, Birds of Prey movie that they're, that they're filming right now. I saw a clip of uh, from some big explosion set piece yeah. that so, they were doing uh, recently. But So if they're going to get a younger Batman, does that mean that they're throwing the continuity of this whole Justice League out the window? I think no. they've already kind of been doing that anyway. Because I so. thought they were trying to make it like Marvel where all the movies tie in and it's... Well, and they yeah, originally that this, was the idea. And then they were just like... This Batman movie will Batman? be a prequel. Oh, crying out loud. That's how you have a younger Batman. It just takes place before Superman versus Batman. Which they can because you know, they said that the Batman has been in Gotham for yeah. years. He well, wasn't new. It, 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 they never really go into it, but it seems like he had been retired for a little bit until yeah. Superman shows up. And, mm-hmm. they, and, and he's like, trades are back in. I'm and, going out there. And drops a building on, uh, you know, full of his people to the, to the ground. So. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll do this now. We'll, we'll do the quick round robin. Younger Batman, we're going to say 20s, maybe, maybe early 30s. Who do you get to play Batman at this point? Who's left? The rumor I heard was Army Hammer. Then, uh, He's already kind of said, said no, said no huh? to that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I it, think it's that's a, a leftover because was he was supposed to be Batman in the Justice League movie that never happened. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Right now, trying to figure out who's going to be Batman is just like who are they going to recast for not, Wolverine? Not who. Who would you want as Batman? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Fantasy no. cast. You got unlimited budget. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Anybody? Anybody? No. Uh, I'll be honest. Nobody comes. No. Directly I don't have mind. any real. Like I don't know who actors With are. The so. kid on yeah, Gotham. Me 
I, I'm so young. I'm so done with Batman. I don't even care. <laughs> like every Stephen suggestion Amel. that I've heard online is sure. like eh. Green, Green Arrow can be Batman. Why not? Like Oscar Isaac's is one that's popped up too. I think because he's a popular actor yeah. at this point. And like no, I don't see him as Batman. DiCaprio. Uh, he's too old at I, this I point. was joking. I was yeah. kidding. Yeah, he's I, enter- I, I think he's entering his Nicholson phase. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anybody. RuPaul. There you RuPaul. go. I would watch that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, all the actors I think are young are actually old because I think I'm young, but I'm actually Michael old. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Eh, that's not a bad choice, really. Um, although that would completely screw up their continuity for yeah. obvious reasons. <laughs> but you could make him Batman Beyond. Yeah, actually. You know what? I like that idea. And Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Yep. And yeah, there. that's the Batman movie I want to see. There, there we go. go. Good job. Why, why hasn't Hollywood hired us? I don't know. <laughs> I keep giving them these ideas. Hmm. I got one for Hasbro that I'm going to save for later. Okay. Uh, so, of course, since we all knew this was coming, too, uh, Netflix has canceled Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Sure. Yep. And Eminem is upset about The Punisher yes, being Yes, I canceled. even have that in my notes. Eminem called them out on Twitter and told them that uh, they're blowing it. Okay. Signed, Marshall. He he is a Punisher fan. He, yep. he has appeared in a one-shot comic book with The Punisher. Hmm. It doesn't surprise me. That he would be a Punisher fan. Nah. I mean, I don't know, honestly, very much about him, but the small amount that I do know, it seems to me like that would be a character that would appeal to him. He's also the right age demographic for yeah. when the, like, there was a period where in, like, the 90s where the Punisher was, like, how Wolverine was, is he had, like, three of his own titles, he popped up in other people's books all the time. It, Punisher well, versus, the Punisher and Archie. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's actually a, quite a fun book. It is. It is. So this piece of news you were telling me about, uh, that, that it's come out that the uh, Spider-Man comics, back in the day when they killed off Gwen Stacy, yeah. uh, apparently in Mexico, they didn't. Yeah, really? this, is, this is really cool. So I don't know who tweeted it out first, but all of, like... Comicdom apparently didn't know this happened because it spread like wildfire across the Twitter universe. Okay. So, um, sorry, the Twitterverse, the not Twitter the Twitter verse, universe. No. You yeah. got to get the terminology. Yeah. So, what happened was in Mexico was one of those places where the character was licensed to a publisher, like um, oh. how the Transformers were in the UK and stuff okay. like that. So, right? the Mexicans were writing their own Spider Man stories. More or less. They were re- doing mostly reprints at the time, but with like backups done by locals. I okay. Think, by the sounds of it. So, the uh, writer and artist of it uh, basically ended up doing another two or three years worth of stories. Where Gwen Stacy hadn't died, and in fact, Peter and Gwen get married in it. Mm. Never been reprinted in English, as far as anyone knows. Hmm. Um, for the most part, nobody seemed to know other than this artist and a whole bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> it's hmm. like, you didn't know that in like, North when, America. Gwen Western, never died? What are you talking about? What, the Western world is like, no, why haven't we seen this? Because the guy's art style is really good. He's... um. Very much like kind of in the the Gil Kane John Romita style of Spider Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, right in the same time period. So. Yeah, definitely. And apparently beyond that, he was also the guy who drew the um, 
the Mexican uh, Spider-Man newspaper strip. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, there's a lot of people who have taken notice that it would not surprise me if we see, like, in a month or two, that Marvel figures out or announces that they're going to reprint it and yep. then try and figure out how to do mm. it. Because I'm sure there's probably a couple of, like weird legal hurdles. No. I wouldn't be surprised there. if you start seeing a bunch of that kind of stuff of those issues popping up on eBay. Oh, now, yeah. Now. Is, hmm. Like, guys like Dan Slott had never heard of this, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris Rael, who's, like, the editor-in-chief at IDW. I'm sure had like, done Dan Slott known about it, he'd have found a way to get Mexican Peter and Mexican Gwen into, sp- into the, yeah. the Spider-Verse, into the Spider-verse. Uh, <laughs> crossovers. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of stuff like the Bat Manga. Yeah, exactly. Very much same sort of thing. Just people didn't know about it. Or the Spider-Man manga is another one that yeah. was oh, that uh, that's crazy, a little bit more popular. That crazy Spider-Man Japanese TV show that I watched. Yep, stuff like that, oh, and yeah. and even like um, uh, Transformers, the the comic book in the UK, it like did a separate sort of split line at some point because it was a they were much more polite right oh decepticons please excuse us as we (laughs) as we try to find the uh what is it the the uniforce or the what is the i don't know i knew nothing of transformers (laughs) and then stop for tea yes of course there must be tea (laughs) bumblebee pass me a crumpet (laughs) that's not what it was like but i would so read that book (laughs) <laughs> okay, onward and upward. onward and upward. Well, so apparently uh, Kevin Smith is working on a Howard the Duck animated series for Marvel for Hulu. Yep, uh, it should be on I Hulu. Did hear that rumor? And has apparently cast Leah Thompson in a super secret role. He's doing that, and Patton Oswalt's doing something with Modoc. It's like a series, but I, I assume it's animated much like that. Yes. Because they announced for... like three or four of them all at once. Yeah, I did hear something about but that. But the fact that he's brought in Leah Thompson for the Howard Duck, that's she was awesome. the love interest right yeah. in that live action movie. That's just, that's, that's good nerddom right there. Yeah, yeah. That's fan service. Oh, here you go, Jen. This one's for you. Uh, so there's going to be a new Star Wars virtual experience game coming out uh-huh. where you own and raise virtual porgs. Eee, porg farming. Uh, apparently Chewbacca gives you some porgs because <laughs> he has to leave. And then you're left with uh, like a virtual C-3PO that instructs you on how to take care of your porgs. And your <laughs> porgs will multiply and have families. And Do you think porgs breed like tribbles? Well, I'm sure <laughs> they do. Ma. It's going to be coming to the... Uh, Ooh, there's your Star Trek crossover for you. <laughs> Pork versus Tribbles. <laughs> so it's coming to the uh, augmented reality headset Magic, Magic Leap 1. Oh, this this coming it. December. Well, no, yeah. of course, but it's Christmas time. <laughs> Maybe it'll be under your tree. No, probably not. Mm. So do you make money in that game by selling your excess Porgs to the Wookiees? Uh, probably not. <laughs> mm, pork Ro- chops. Rotisserie Porg. <laughs> Pulled Porg. Pulled Porg. <laughs> okay, now on to the Disney Plus rumor mill. Oh, yes. Uh, so we're getting all kinds of rumors of multiple Star Wars spinoff series. We're getting rumors of an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I wish they would just come out and state what they are doing or what they are doing. are doing something with Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is in the future. Just shut up. Or B... 
We're not doing anything with it. It's done. Let it go. Leave, Just shut leave, up. Leave poor Ewan <laughs> McGregor alone. Um, or a solo movie spinoff with uh, Kira. What was her See, name? Now that's Kira. what I would watch. I, I would watch and, that. That's and Lando really cool. and stuff. So filling in that. So which could be a possibility with the because didn't they sign the young the guy that was playing young solo for like three pictures. They signed yeah, all of them for three yeah, pictures. Everybody and it kind of it kind of ended contracts. on a bit of a and since that movie didn't well yeah and then the movie itself you know since, since that movie get, only made three hundred million dollars well that's nothing that's peanuts so maybe they spin those contracts and in, into a mini series of like six episode thing and well Kira's story to me was infinitely more interesting than Han Solo's story mm. in that movie so like I don't. Really, I know what happens to Solo. I don't care about his origins. Kira, however, is new, and I don't know what happens to her. So I would yeah. like to see that. No. Uh, a possible Poe and Finn team up series, but then won't, nothing will be said about that until oh, fan, after Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a possible Darth Bane series. They've had a series of books already with him that are still yeah. part of continuity. Oh, are they? That would be so. I don't know that question. character. No, I don't think I do either. Uh, I think Darth Bane was. He's one that like he's uh, goes way back in oh, Sith lore. Yeah. Isn't he the one that started the rule of two? Yes, I believe so. And then oh. somebody, some Star Wars person, is going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what. I, so there's that. Oh, and in France, since we're in Star Wars, anyway. Um, Lightsaber dueling is now a recognized form of fencing. Our listener and, Gavin sent in that uh, that to me today. Uh, so yeah, as part of the French uh, Fencing Federation has recognized it as an official hmm. sport. That's awesome. <laughs> Wasn't there also, didn't I read in the, the those rumors about possible oh. Disney Plus that one of the series might be Rose? Rose Tico? I, I never I did hear about that, that one. like a while ago, but it se- that seems to have disappeared again. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if that's an idea. Well, but the know, one I thought of that I didn't, uh, I just thought of I didn't write down was there was uh, talk of a young Leia. Young Leia. I read that book. It was pretty good. Well, you know, in six weeks is Star Wars Celebration. Exactly. And, and we'll yeah, start getting we'll all, get more. We'll, get, uh, we'll finally get a trailer. Yep. For the movie that's finally finished filming. It still doesn't have a subtitle yet. It's just no. episode nine. We'll find out. I'm sure we'll get the all end? of that. Question at, mark? <laughs> the end and of the, not of the Skywalkers. Disney has anything to do with it. No. Revenge of the Porgs. <laughs> hmm. that, see, that's what you didn't see is originally Snoke was a thousand porgs in oh. a Snoke suit. Yep. Oh, that makes sense. And that's how he can come back is because they, they just went Reconstituted like... Reconstituted Yeah, they just all went... And when they cut the porgs in half, really the, only about like half a dozen died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the tops and the bottoms are still fine. <laughs> they just need find, to like, find the middle porgs again. They just got to learn how to attach each other minus, you know, minus one row of porgs. So I just think, be a little so bit shorter. I, I think some of the porgs <laughs> have to be replaced by crystal foxes. Oh, I love those crystal foxes. See, they should do like a, a buddy cartoon series of the Porgs and the Crystal Foxes. But they don't live on the same world. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You know what? The thing I've realized, and I don't remember if I've said this already on this podcast, but reading Star Wars books and watching the movies is that they're not planets. They're cities. Like, really, you only hear about yeah. one city on every planet. Tatooine has Mos Eisley and Desert. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and and like Naboo has Thieves. Well, it has Tashi Station. It. 
Yeah, well, is yeah, Tatooine is not a great example. Is though, that a city little... or like a town, or is that just a? Or place is that like Target? In... Or they're yeah. all like within short distances of we... each other. So uh, if something happens on one city on a planet, like in in Clone Wars, they attack one city and the entire planet falls. I and if bet you think you... about that on Earth. Yeah. It's like okay, so they attack Moscow and the entire world falls. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. I bet you dollars to donuts that when Galaxy's Edge opens at the Disney theme parks this summer, one of the shops will be a menagerie where you can go in and quote unquote adopt a porg or a crystal fox or a bantha oh. or a or a, I don't know what one of those yeah, bunny horses. Like the, um, the, the there's place one, at Harry, there's Potter. one at Harry Potter, yeah. and they're yeah. putting all those sort of animal things into. Uh, all the Star Wars movies. So. I'm not allowed to buy any more porgs. Well, that's not that I'm not allowed. It's that I have enough. <laughs> but I don't have any crystal foxes. <laughs> uh, so Netflix has bought uh, the worldwide streaming rights to the first big Chinese sci-fi blockbuster. Yeah, I saw that today. And it's called The Wandering Earth, uh, starring martial artist Wu Ying. Uh, apparently, it's China's first big-budget sci-fi uh, epic, and it's already made over $600 million, mostly at the Chinese box mm-hmm. office, but it has been playing in U.S. cities. Hmm. Um, the one article I read uh, talked about this one theater that it was playing at in New York that it was always sold out at. Every showing had been sold out. It's so. called The Wandering Earth? Yeah. And it's going to be it's on It's based Netflix? on a book, and it's going to be coming to Netflix. Oh, sweet. I love watching uh, foreign sci-fi and fantasy yeah. Because it's so it's it's so interesting and it's it's new for us because it's not the same old stuff. Yeah, it, that reminds me that the second Detective D movie is on Netflix now. Oh, is I it? Have to sit it, down and watch it. And it only came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, this in film China, was theatrically released oh, wow. on February fifth, twenty nineteen, Chinese New Year. That's a that's a little odd. Usually, it's like it, they they take a, a while before they say, "Okay, we'll release it in North America." Well, it didn't too, say it didn't no, say so when it came out, but it, it they've bought the rights to it. It came it, out in China theatrically on February fifth, and then there was a North American and Australian release theatrically on February eighth. Yeah, wow. And Netflix has acquired the global streaming rights. Yeah. So, listeners. If you guys want to, please comment on one of our social media platforms and let us know what good international slash foreign sci-fi fantasy movies you like. Oh. I watched one years ago. It was an Indian superhero movie called, I think it was called Krish. That they've already started And it was responding. awesome. It was so cool. Mm. And I love the, uh, the Asian ones that I've seen. I love the Spanish TV series, The Ministry of Time. See, and I Ministerio del Tiempo. It was one of your geek picks. Yeah, it's like on Netflix. I haven't watched the whole thing. I still have a few episodes. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a three-season show. And uh, yeah, Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's in Spanish with English subtitles. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Some of the like some of the, like, the Australian TV shows or the the you know the different European TV mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. you can find on Netflix that you wouldn't normally even come across. You just happen to all of a sudden see one and well, like, oh shit! For all the the bad the internet has given us, it's like that Spider Man story from earlier, right? Yeah. When nobody even knew that existed, and now everybody knows that yeah. it existed, right? And that's kind of the nice thing about some of this stuff is. Like, I keep uh, wanting to check out, um, what was that movie called? Uh, Wolf Brigade? That It was like... Oh, the, is that the, the biggest... Russian superhero movie? No. Oh, we, we watched did that. see that, was, and that is awful. It was awesome awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was... It's China's biggest action film oh. of all time, or their sequ- the sequel to it was. 
And the problem is, is at Walmart, I can find the sequel, but I can never find the first one. Mm. And I feel that I should be able to watch both, mm-hmm. or I have, I should watch both. Should watch the first one before we should, you see the We second. should add that Russian superhero one to our, our uh, movie list yeah. of things we should do a track for. And uh, Detective D is a... Uh, the, the, I just mentioned that the sequel to it is finally on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. a... It's based off of a series of books that's like a Sherlock Holmes kind of style detective movie set in like one of the Chinese dynasties, but it also has Kung Fu in it. And and it's really well done. The first one was a great movie, like both for like the fight scenes and like the mystery was actually well written and well paced. Hmm. Oh, so did any of you listen to the that Marvel Wolverine podcast, uh, yes. The Long Night? I enjoyed nope. it. I didn't even meaning know about it. to now it's that on, it's free. It's free on iTunes now. Um, so there's a sequel. Well, yep. I guess a follow-up. There's yep. another one. It's, it's on called, Stitcher Premium, right? It will be when it comes out on, um, yes, on March 25th. Okay. And it's going to be called The Lost Trail. Hmm. It looks good. You know, I enjoyed the first one. It was really well done. It's the... Like a radio play, yeah. But in podcast Wolverine was form. a fairly minor character in it. He was sort of like this shadowy figure that you you never really spent a ton of time with. There were yeah, a lot of, was a lot of people agents. talking about Wolverine, mm. and your you know, your point of view characters were these two agents. Mm-hmm. They're investigating these mysterious deaths in Alaska. I don't mind that idea though. That it, uh, I always like that kind of idea from Marvels too. Like seeing the world around the the Marvel characters mm-hmm. sometimes is kind of an interesting. They had one. a great voice cast filled with a lot of Broadway actors. Yeah. so it must have probably been recorded in New York. <laughs> but yeah, so that's coming to Stitcher Premium, uh, and then it'll be wide release much later probably in September. Yeah. That's when the like first, the last one the did. First submarine so. came out. Um, okay, here you go. So we're getting. <laughs> so Chris Helmsworth has signed on to play the one and only Hulk Hogan oh, in a biopic, being mm-hmm. I think exactly. Well, I don't know if it's being produced by, but he <laughs> Hogan Hulk, is involved. With Hogan it. is involved. Uh, Eric Bischoff is involved. Oh Lord, seriously? Yep. Okay, so it's going straight to Netflix then. No, it, um, it won't. Now I don't it. know how involved. I think Hogan, you know, because it's about him, so he'll yeah, be he on probably there to, is instant. And then, yeah, and then I did read, yeah, that Bischoff, usually with, lately it's like where Hogan goes, Bischoff follows. They, they have, in, they're to investment be fair, buddies. they've had good success with one another. So, so my, my initial reaction to that was that Chris Helmsworth is far too pretty to play Hogan. Yeah. Mm. Well, but he'll play a young Hulk Hogan. I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen many pictures of a young Hogan. Still too pretty. <laughs> So once he grows a mustache, he'll be fine. Oh no! There's a, there's so many certain questions. For, like, who do you get to play Andre the Giant? Because mm. the idea is this is the rise of Hulkamania, right? So Andre is a key kind oh, yeah. of figure in that story. Who do you get to play Vince? I think they I, I got that one. <laughs> okay. This one I know because Vince McMahon. There's only one person who can do that justice. Donald Trump Jr. No, Christian Bale. Christian Bale oh, needs yeah. to play Vince yep. McMahon. Yep. I can see that. I say they just bring back Hulk Hogan's rock and, r- rock and wrestling. They could with Brad Garrett Hulk. doing Hogan's voice. They could redo that music video, yeah, though. You know, Brad Garrett is Andre the Giant. He's uh, tall. Yeah. Not that big, though. Yeah, but CG would fix that. 
So it we'll 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 sort of tee off that <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Oh no! Oh, the so movie. Yeah. As somebody who has read one of the two Hogan biographies, the original Hogan autobiography, which was co-written by the guy who wrote the Transformers the movie, the animated <laughs> movie, um, Ron Friedman, is filled with. Non truth. So wait. So you mean Hogan, allegedly Hogan didn't really save Cybertron? No. <laughs> he, is, he didn't get to open the Matrix. There is a lot of stories. He tore his shirt open. Prime. He tore his shirt open, but the Matrix wasn't there. There is a lot of stories in the biography that outright did not happen. Oh. Um, the you mean like that story, time he saved Mister T, and then they became yeah. super best friends? The uh, the other thing with it is is the just the narrative of him at WrestleMania three where he slammed oh, body slammed yeah. Andre. No, he lifted the, him up. The story behind that Andre's lifespan gets shortened every time Hogan tells that story. It, like the last time I heard it on one of those specials, you thought Andre like died the next day, and the fact is, is Andre wrestled for six more years and died like two years after that, or something like that. Like, oh no, Andre died in the nineties. Yeah, but uh, th- there's like a good amount of time that he was still around. Maybe oh, he's yeah. alive for six more years. But you listen to Hogan's version; it was like Andre was passing the torch because he was dead the next oh, day, kind of thing. So my solution to this is you let them make their movie and then you have somebody who's really knowledgeable about it and non-partisan, Dave Meltzer, who is the king of wrestling reporters. You have him in a little corner box at the end of the screen and like with the pause button and basically so he can go, okay, that didn't happen. Here's what really happened at the time. Or maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of The Office lately, but they film it like The Office, where it's it like cuts Hogan oh, telling cut. the story, and then it cuts to Andre the Giant or whoever going, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> there is, and it's not going to touch on any of his later troubles. No. Oh, no, it won't. No. We already, we already got that movie. It was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called The Wrestler. Yeah. No, no, he not to be fair, the wrestler isn't his story. No. There's a lot of other guys that that fits, but no, he he's even with his divorce, he's kept his money pretty good. Uh oh, we got a Frozen 2 trailer mm-hmm. since we yeah, last what talked. What the hell was that about? Mm-hmm. Well, Frozen 2 get... comes out in November. Yeah, that's what it's but about. But the trailer, I'm like, I don't understand Anna what this is. And movie... Elsa joined the Marvel universe. I <laughs> think it was pretty clear. Like, I think they're they shipwrecked. Are... <laughs> Well, from well, the sounds of things, it sounds like... Maybe they're going to find their long-lost brother. No, or Tarzan. Because their parents could still be alive. But they buried talk. them at the beginning <laughs> of the Tarzan. They, they, <laughs> they had a funeral. They, they, they had a funeral. They died in a, ship, in a shipwreck. So they just lo- were lost at sea. There were no bodies. So what? Is she going to... Well, this they is just one her thing. Her power I, isn't breathing but, underwater. Do they no. recruit the Little Mermaid? Because that would be awesome. No, but it does <laughs> sound like uh, because of, with all the fall um, imagery that we're going to be getting you know, another another person with another power. That and I think it had from what I've heard the speculation I guess would be like a wind or like a fall since hers is like ice and wintry. This one would be a fall. And I guess if you look at the little crystals, each one has different runes in it that are supposed to represent the different seasons. So speculation is we're going to get like four movies, one for each season. 
not a bad idea. No, yeah. And then you get the super team up. And then they all go to Xavier's Academy for, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I have often said how uh, Frozen should have been bookended yeah. with, like, Magneto going, and that's why humans are bad. <laughs> and like, Ian and McKellen in live action afterwards. The last movie is... Reading uh, the story to somebody. James McAvoy <laughs> saying, oh, I've got a school for you guys. There was no hint of a love interest for Elsa in that um, trailer, though, was there? Because the rumors are that she may become the first Disney princess with a girlfriend. Oh, interesting. I I like the trailer because it doesn't tell you anything. No, it just shows you. But it doesn't give away anything. Yeah, but it's not as I'm like I'm not going to not watch it. But I mean, it doesn't seem very lighthearted or Disney-ish, which is yeah. But even Frozen wasn't very lighthearted. It had its moments. Well, how do you know this won't have its moments? Well, exactly. You've seen trailer, a teaser trailer. No, but the trailer for Frozen made it seem a lot more lighthearted than it actually it did, and that's why when the well, because it's the first movie and yeah. they had to introduce they, it. I think that was it too. They didn't know how to market the first Frozen, no. so they yeah. made it. Let's make it look happy and light and fluffy, and it's about dysfunctional sisters. <laughs> you know who I feel really bad for with Frozen Two is whoever is doing the songwriting for oh, it. It's not gonna. Yeah, they yeah, gotta go up against people. Let It Go. I think it's the same people. Well, that's the best way to do it. I'm sure they brought back the same people. I think think, uh, half the tickets for Frozen were sold on the strength of Let It Go. Yeah. But, like, to compete against that, like, like, you know that there is, whether it is actually handed down from Disney or just a personal mandate of, like, we've got to try and do a song that good again. That's hard. Yeah. I'm still really looking forward to seeing it because I love the first one. I fell asleep at the end of the first one. <laughs> I was watching it, it on my couch. Maybe you need to like go and get. I don't know how the what's your name got unfrozen. Or something. I think I may have a, a slight bit of uh, sleep apnea, but not as bad as Brent's. Because I sleep at night. I'm just tired and, yeah. at night too. So he thought he slept at night too. <laughs> no, he didn't sleep at night. He was waking up and playing video games in the middle of the night on your couch. He wasn't sleeping. Well, you should still go get tested. Yeah, one of these days. Hi. All right, next. Anyway, ooh, we're getting a new Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon crossover yeah. movie. It's not exactly the one I wanted, but I'll take it. Yep. Putting your peanut butter and your jelly together? Yeah. Well, so this is based off of... There are um, two different, different comic sets crossovers. Of yeah. com- well, the, there's actually two, two of that two, one. Two of two. So one was Batman the animated series crossed over with the animated the animated Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles series of the the last the most recent one most well the most recent canceled no, yes one. yeah and the, that the most book, recent good one and that book was fantastic um, the the other one is good don't get me wrong it's good but it's more the darker serious Batman it, than the darker serious regu- Turtles yeah it's your regular DC continuity Batman and kind of a quasi IDW continuity Turtles well just like the tur- is it the same kind of Turtles that meet the Ghostbusters maybe I haven't actually read that crossover oh, okay. so I don't know but probably so when are the Turtles and Batman going to meet Gem and the Holograms mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> It could happen, but the the um, the, it, the comic book does a great thing in making it work by having Alfred introduce the logic of the whole thing. Because like Batman's like I don't know Ninja Turtles, and Alfred's like 
You battle a half crocodile man on a se- <laughs> semi-regular basis. Yeah. And that just sets the yeah. stage. You're yeah. in there. Okay, got it. Yeah. King shark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which apparently in an upcoming Flash episode, we get King, King shark, shark fighting Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> I think it I might be the first Flash episode bit, back I from their might little break. We've been getting that. Yeah. That lo- sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh, here you go. Sylvester Stallone is going to be starring and producing a new original superhero movie for MGM titled The Samaritan, which is not to be confused with the Samaritan character from... uh, Astro City. Thank you, from Astro City. Uh, It's supposed to be a dark, fresh take on the superhero genre. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Well, we'll see if it even gets made. Exactly. He, he's, uh, he is one for... Straight to video. No, well, maybe, but Stallone's also one of those guys who, like, talks about projects before the inks dry on any contracts, so there's a chance it may ne- never happen. Yeah. Like, the amount of possible Rambo 4s and now Rambo 5s, like, he's filming a Rambo 5 or just finished filming it now. But the different storyline ideas that were out there for that one that he himself talked about that we now know aren't happening is just, like, massive, so. Now, I didn't, I remember hearing this, uh, hearing of this show before. I don't, I don't think I ever watched it. Uh, Do you guys remember watching uh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller? Yes, Yes. it was um, part of the Jim Henson Hour originally. Honestly, I didn't hear about it until very recently. It always had him and a giant lion puppet that sat majestically while Hanson introduced whatever the story was. Oh, I thought that was the John Hurt was the storyteller. No, no, the Jim Henson hour was the overall. Yeah. And then he would introduce the storyteller and John Hurt. Would oh, okay. Because John Hurt had a talking dog. Because Jim Henson was trying to position himself as the new Walt Disney kind yeah. of thing, right? So apparently Neil Gaiman is going to be bringing it back. Ooh. Mm. He's going to be uh, writing and executive producing a reimagined version of it. And he he has worked with the Henson Company before with yes. Mirror Mask. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I think it's a really good fit. Well, he's a good storyteller, so... That would be awesome. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. I kind of hope he's the replacement for the storyteller in it, too. Well, John oh. Hurt is no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah, so. Gaiman himself. As the he, he would be a good wraparound there. host. Speaking of gaming, you heard who they cast as Satan on Good Omens? Yes, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> Yay! Oh, nice. So that show's going to have a great cast. Oh, I... David I, Cumberbatch and David Tennant and <gasps> Michael um, Shannon. I, I read, air quotes, I listened to the audiobook of this recently because I was doing a long commute. And so now the story's fresh in my mind. And the entire time I was listening to it, I was picturing uh, David Tennant and... Um, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen as the characters, and it fits so well with the story. Perfect. So I'm like super excited now. Yeah, even more so. That's one of those one of my favorite books, and I I always kind of want to go back and read it. But now with the miniseries, Good Omens. Good Omens. It's going to be on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, is that the TV the series where David Tennant is like he plays um, a demon? A demon. Yeah. Okay. It's the. uh, It's about a demon and an angel who team up to try to stop the apocalypse. Okay. Because they realize the world's not that bad. And either way, the world gets screwed. And they notice that the um, Antichrist gets born. And they're like, eh, yeah, we better put a stop to that. 
<laughs> it's really it, funny. the book itself is hilarious. It is. It's uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Okay. Yeah. And my last little bit of written down news here is um, oh no, I guess there's two things. So I'll do the one first. So we also got the Aladdin teaser where we got to see the blue genie. Uh, Will Smith and that a everybody meme was born upon the world <laughs> that day. Yep. Yeah. I've now seen Will Smith as the blue singer from uh, uh, Blue Man Group? No, from uh, Fifth Element. Fifth oh. Element, yep. And then uh, a bunch of other blue Will Smiths have Dr. been popping Manhattan. up. Mm. I didn't <laughs> see that one. But yes, and then everybody complained that he's blue, but they were complaining he that he wasn't going to be blue, you know. Yeah. So Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney movies, along with Beauty and the Beast and Sleeping Beauty. And I I liked the live action. I saw the live action Cinderella and I liked it. It was okay. I really liked the live action Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if I'm going to like the Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping I do. I'm going to go see it. But I'm, mm, I don't know. I've only seen Jungle Book. It's yeah. not Robin Williams, so I don't know if, if it's going to... Hold up. It, it, the trailers to me haven't shown me any reason to go see it. it. Like it looks fine, but it looks like the animated movie, but with people in it. I could just yeah, watch but that's the what cartoon. all the other ones yeah. are too. I mean, the Beauty and the Beast was good because they added uh, a little bit more explanation <laughs> as to why the entire village suddenly forgets there was a giant ass castle. Like yeah, they, a couple they made minutes the away. Work better too. Yeah, they made the timeline work better. <clears throat> Emma Watson singing was awful, and they added an, another song. <laughs> Which I really liked, um, so I liked how they filled in a couple of the gaps for that for mm. that movie. Um, but I don't know what they would do for Aladdin to kind of make it more cohesive. I don't know. Uh, the original treatment for Aladdin had his mother as one of the major yeah, characters. Yeah. I don't know if they're putting her back into the plot. Mm. She, I think she's in the Broadway version. Maybe or Aladdin has like a, a bunch of guys that he hangs out with in the marketplace before he. Yeah, in um, one of the special, one of the bonus features for the Aladdin Blu-ray, I'm assuming, I can't remember which one we have, has um, the Copper Deluxe Platinum uh, edition with diamond encrusted. Yeah, that that is now back in the vault. Right. Yeah, yeah, that one. Anyway, we've got it, and (laughs) it's got um, a bonus scene of the storyboard for a song that Aladdin was supposed to sing about his mother, and his mother is dying. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Proud of your boy, something like that. Yeah, you proud. Yeah, I've got a CD with that song. Yeah, I, I want to know how Guy Ritchie fits Vinnie Jones into the movie. <laughs> Maybe he'll be the chief, the the chief security guy. Say he'll be security officer. I, oh, well, like those uh, those bumbling yeah. guys with scimitars that yeah. chase him through the market. Yeah. Just imagine that it'll be the one. Just like, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to want to see it. I, I don't have really high hopes for it. Yeah. High hopes. But we'll see. No. Maybe Kevin. We're also getting Kevin and Lion I will go King see it. We're also getting well. Lion King this year, too. See, right? now Lion King is annoying because it's exactly the same thing, it's, only it's, it's CG instead, instead of, of animated. Instead of drawn, yeah. Yeah. It's still a like, cartoon. Live action, air quotes, Lion King is not. The only one I'm kind <laughs> of interested in that's coming up is Mulan. Yeah, that would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, because there's a lot you could do with that outside of the Disney movie because it's right. based on an actual myth, yeah. right? Yeah, so like with Mulan, they can do a lot more uh, of the historical stuff. They can make it a lot more violent 
and they can and show a lot Mulan more of the violence. Mulan wasn't as much of a musical as the others have been either. No, there's a couple songs. There but are a not, couple of songs as, in it, but yeah. they're not as integral to the plot. No. I would almost be tempted to take them out. Yeah, you and, could, and, and the do thing a is, straight you ahead exactly. kind of action oh, no, film. You need the songs it. when they're like marching and singing about being menly men. <laughs> No, but like you could take all those out and it wouldn't damage the plot. That and Mulan would actually do it be as much like more a interesting. crouching tiger, hidden dragon yeah. style, wushu. Some, I want to say there's actually one like a Hong Kong film oh, based sure on the I myth. Mean, Mulan out there. is Mulan is to China what Cinderella is yeah. to. Well, yeah. it's kind of like Wong Fei Hung, right? Which is like except he was a real dude, but it like the Robin Hood style myth that's built up around that guy. And the amount of movies that have been made about him now in in Hong Kong are just huge. Iron Monkey. Oh, it's it's technically based on a real person. Oh, that just sparked another. When we were talking about the Marvel cartoons for Hulu, yes, yeah. wasn't one of them that got announced Hit Monkey? Yes, Hit Monkey was one. one of the other ones. Yeah, oh, what the heck is one. Hit Monkey? He's a monkey that's a hitman. <laughs> it was um, it was a little bit of, if I'm not mistaken, a little bit of artist indulgence because it was a, it was a character um, basically created because Frank Cho likes drawing monkeys, and he drew a monkey with guns, and he was I, I want to say he was guest starring in like Deadpool, which makes kind of sense, right. and then. People just liked the idea. There was of like a four issue hit monkey miniseries. Wasn't yeah, it? There, he got a build a figure. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one of the harder ones to find because it was a wave that wasn't really distributed. Wasn't well. well distributed and didn't have a lot of great figures in it. Yeah, like popular characters. So it's... and now the parts for him, like I think it's like the head especially is one of those things that goes for a couple bucks. Wow. No. Sorry, and that, but no, to no. never be seen again. Right. Like when was the last time you saw Hit Monkey in anything? Um, I've seen him around. Has so he often. popped up? I think some of the Rocket Raccoon stuff. Do you see him pop up in like in the, or maybe even one of the cartoons, or maybe it was a Deadpool run? I'm kind run. of surprised. He I've is, seen him in something in the last couple of years. I'm kind of surprised he isn't one of the agents of Wakanda in, uh, in Shield or in <laughs> Avengers right now, because that's uh, so in Avengers. Jason Aaron's put together this Agents of Wakanda. They're like the Avengers support team because okay. Black Panther is now the leader of the Avengers. And they're made up of the most random characters that are just characters that Jason Aaron likes and has figured out a way to put them in. Like, um, oh, what's his name? I think Brew is his name. He's the super intelligent singular brood character. Oh, the one from, from uh, the X-Men... Uh, the, Wolverine's X-Men. Yeah, the, the run that Jason yeah. Aaron wrote. Oh, okay. So yep. he's like their computer slash he's the guy in the chair specialist. Kazar is one of the agents of Wakanda mm-hmm. in it. Um, but like, there's a bunch of them, right? So it's one of those things that like I was kind of surprised not to see him show up, but at the same time... So I hate to burst your bubble, but I just Googled Hitmonkey, and I'm pretty sure it's a baboon. Yeah, but it's called Hitmonkey. <laughs> yeah, so shouldn't he be called Hit Baboon? Yeah. That doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Also, the only animated uh, secret agent monkey I like is Agent M from, uh, what was that, from Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls? Girls? Yeah. Or Dexter's Lab. No, Dexter's, Dexter's Lab. Lab. It was. It looks yeah. like the last time Hitmonkey appeared was in Secret Warriors or Despicable Deadpool. I don't even remember that oh, Deadpool okay. book, but Deadpool's had so many comics. He's in a lot of Deadpool comics. Yes, he is. So how come he's Hitmonkey and not Monkey Pool? 
I don't know. Since there's there is a monkey pool. Everything pool. There is there is a monkey pool. Yeah, of course there That's is. That's why. I think it comes with the is the monkey pool in that Deadpool scooter Marvel Legends so. set? Yeah. It's either that or the dog. So are all these weird pool animals and people like clones of him or like alternate realities? Alternate realities, I think. It's part I of don't the multiverse. Read Deadpool, like yeah. Yeah. So it's like the spider verse, only it's the Deadpool verse. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, right. That's why there's a Gwen pool. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different one thing, too. She's just a normal person. But like from a normal reality where the Marvel comics are, comics. are well, Marvel is comics, so that's why she knows and somehow end up in the Marvel universe or wherever oh. she is, and she knows all about it because she read it in the comics and got it. Yeah, something, got something, it. something. It's a nice action figure. <laughs> her, her hands are made in a way that she can make the little heart thing. Oh. <laughs> um, and so my last little piece of news: we got this one just before Toy Fair. And it's Hasbro has teamed up with Rooster Teeth and animation studio Polygon to make a brand new fan-oriented Transformers series for Netflix. It'll be a cartoon, obviously. Um, and it's supposed to be like an origin. So like the Civil War on Cybertron and what all that stuff that happened. And so like a pre- and it's supposed to be like, I guess, pre-G1. So first, you know, using the, the look and feel of the original Transformers. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that you know Rooster Teeth is involved. I'm thinking though that the reason they're involved is the whole closing or shutting down of Machinima, and a lot of the Machinima stuff has been rolled in. And that's where the other CG Transformer show was. Yes, right? the one that was it was okay, but the way it came out was horrible. Yeah, and I kept waiting for like a DVD set yeah. to, to watch it on. But uh, yeah, so Machinima they were another one of those YouTube channels or like the internet producers you know they made a lot of different shows and stuff and they i guess closed they got bought up bought up by uh a company that's our chili chili's done that's dinner by the uh i guess the parent company that owns rooster teeth and so a lot of their stuff that what well, they've wanted to continue on like uh like shows like inside gaming yeah have now been pulled into the fold and rebranded and some of the, I guess, some of the original people on those their things. Credit, that's some good thinking when they did those contracts that it's just not locked away somewhere that they can't get at. Because that's what often happens, right? Yeah. Is, well, I guess it sounds like you know they bought the company yeah. and we're like, okay, we're, we like this, this. You know, it's like we bought this thing and we're shutting all of this down, but we're keeping this and this and this. And, oh, wait, you people were the ones that started this show when you worked there originally. Here, you can do it again. Maybe you can make it popular again. Yeah. yeah. Might be cool. But yeah. Nice. I like Rooster Teeth stuff. So, and I like Transformers. Yeah. So I'm on board. So, uh, Kevin, the you Ryan had... the seal of approval. <laughs> Stamp. <laughs> you had a, a little bit of theme park news? Yes. Uh, very little bit. Uh, one is <clears throat> Universal, after months of saying nothing about the giant roller coaster that being built right beside Hogwarts. <laughs> Ignored. Nothing it's to not see here. There. Yeah, they, they said nothing. They finally uh, announced what it's called. It's called Hagrid's Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Ooh. <laughs> and you will ride um, on a in a roller coaster train that looks like a motorcycle with a sidecar. Uh, and it's going to have multiple launches and show scenes and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and it's going to open June 13th. So, oh, wow. So soon. Yeah, because they've been working on it for a year and a half. And everybody can see that they're working on it. But it's like, 
there's nothing here. Don't worry about it. But yeah, so this will be an expansion of the um, Wizarding World in Islands of Adventure. I guess that's the easiest way to do it, though. You know, in the in the the age of the internet, don't deny it because well, they're building a roller coaster. Right. Just don't talk about it. And there and are then... so many theme park vloggers that every day they go and say, "This is oh look, they're building uh, something over there. They yeah. added a new bolt." They the also the started ride. work on a new Jurassic Park roller coaster for that park, but they haven't said anything about that either. No, oh, cool. So, yeah. does the Jurassic Park ride open with the big doors and you go into Jurassic Park? Because if it the doesn't, Jurassic Park. Part of the park does. Okay. You walk, it, as, and as you walk up to it, you hear do 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 do. Yeah, it's really awesome. Because if it doesn't do, if it yeah. you yeah. not okay, see the video of yeah. the raptor puppet when we went? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, no, that's just saying, so like, fucking awesome. But if they didn't have that at and those like, doors, the that's the mist. Glowing, yeah. And it's got the giant okay. doors. And it's, as you walk up to it, the music starts swelling. I do really love the Jurassic Park part of that park, even though the ride there is not great. But uh, So that's the one, one big uh, piece of news. The other is a, a slightly smaller piece of news that, got, that Disney dropped um, this week. Um, they're changing the... The entrance to Epcot. I don't know when the last time you were at Epcot was. But Never. 1987, okay, so probably? During the Millennium Celebration, 1999, 2000, they built these stone monuments. They look like tombstones, and they have photos on them. You could pay like 100 bucks, and you get your photo engraved on a metal plate that was put on these plaques that were on these monuments. Okay. And... It really feels like you're walking through a graveyard as you walk oh. enter Epcot. They just announced they're going to move those and redo the whole entrance to Epcot. But the other thing that got announced with that is that they had a pavilion called the Wonders of Life. And it was this sort of dome-shaped pavilion. And there were a couple of rides about health and um, uh, and human, human anatomy in there. There was a ride where you got – it was a Star Tours-like ride where you got shrunk and injected into somebody's bloodstream. I remember that. Body Wars. Yeah. There was Body Wars, and then there was Cranium Command, where you were inside the brain of a 12-year-old as he was getting ready for school. Yeah, no, that was probably after my time. Anyway, those are closing, and they're opening what they're just calling a play pavilion. And what it sounds like this is going to be is if the Imagineering department has some cool new idea, they'll just showcase it in here. So we don't really know much about, about what it is at all, except that it's going to be something. And yeah. it's something in a place that theme park fans never expected to reopen. So that's kind of cool. So those are my two little bits of theme park news. That's cool. Oh, and also um, Yukon Striker at Canada's Wonderland is now complete. They have put the track all together. Mm -hmm. There was some rumors a little while ago because they had built the giant loop and then they had taken the loop apart. And oh, people really? were like, yeah, like, what's going on? Was there something wrong with it? A crane fell over. And hit the loop. Oh. oh so they no. had to take it apart yeah. to just inspect all the parts yeah. and yeah. put it back together. So, But it's on track for opening for opening day for Canada's Wonderland, which is posted. That's in 10 weeks. So you cool. Striker's opening. Can imagine the line on that ride. I can't wait to day. ride it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we didn't have a huge theme for this episode because we knew there'd be a fair amount of news, but we, we we've all got like little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, Jen and I saw Battle Angel, well, or sorry, Alita Battle Angel because mm. it was good. There's some sort of weird problem with calling it Battle Angel Alita, like it has been called for uh -huh. like thirty years, but. Mm. 
Um, yeah, really solid. Is like, it? I was surprised at how much I liked it. The giant eyes don't creep you out? No. Oddly enough, no. You you really forget that she is a CGI-enhanced character huh. by, like, really quickly. Even even the parts where you see her getting built to a certain extent. Yeah, because they never pretend smooth. that she's real in any way. Like, oh. Yeah, she's so, a robot from the get-go yeah. or a cyborg, I guess. So you're not, like, trying to suspend your disbelief that she's a real person. You know, like, she's a, a cyborg. So you're just like, all right, so she looks weird because she's a cyborg. Huh. Keep going. Now... It was number one at the box office here, but a very slow week at the box office. So I'm not sure there, there's plans for a sequel, but I don't know if that'll happen or not. It really depends. It opens in China this weekend, so mm. it depends on how that does. So I know absolutely nothing about Battle Angel Alita. I've never seen... There's an anime, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a, at I know least an manga. animated film and yeah. there's a manga. I've never read the manga. I've never seen any anime about it. And uh, I didn't find it confusing at all. I'm like, I thought it was really well put together. It was very interesting and pretty fast paced. I have no idea why murder ball is a sport. Um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, gladiatorial arenas existed, right? Until yeah, but that the, wasn't a sport. <laughs> that until was a form those of execution. later trailers, I didn't even know that was like going to be part of the movie. Like yeah. in the first it's trailers, a huge you see part of the manga. You don't the even anime, see so. that stuff. So yeah. I just yeah. assumed it was like you know more or less you know your typical Astro Boy type story. You know, robot wants to be oh, real. No, no. People <laughs> from the city don't like the robot. They, and then you see, oh, now robot is a sports person. Well, see, and that's one thing is that she. It's not a quest for her to become real. That's not a part of it at all. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So I recommend that people go see it, even if you don't know anything about it. I kind of want to see it in 3D now, because we saw just the regular 2D, and I... Knowing Robert Rodriguez, he's not one of those guys who skimps on that sort of stuff. It, I imagine it looks really good. <laughs> so that, that Weirdly, though... Robert Rodriguez is one of those directors that usually when I see any of his movies, within like five minutes, I can tell you it's him. He's just got a style about him. This was his love letter to Jim Cameron, who produced the movie. Like, it looks like Jim Cameron directed it in some spots. I I was kind of disappointed there wasn't a Danny Trejo or uh, Cheech Marin cameo in it, because he usually finds a way to put fit them in. But especially with the amount of bounty hunters we see in this film, is. But on, on a whole, uh, very enjoyable. Much more than I thought. Like, I thought I was going to go in and like it. But it's like, it, right now, it's one of them, like, I'm curious to see how good Captain Marvel has to be in order for me to not like it as much. You know Ooh. what I mean? Yeah. It's my top movie of 2019 so far because it's the only, only one, one I've seen, seen so, so far. far. <laughs> nice. Default. Default. The two sweetest words in the English language. Yep. <laughs> And you saw an interesting documentary this afternoon I that I never heard of, but yeah. now I kind of want to see. So I saw the listings for the Barry Film Festival's documentary and real stories um, weekend, and one of the films was called Bathtubs Over Broadway, and basically it's this the tale of this uh, this uh, man who used to work for David Letterman, and his job was to go out and find crazy weird record albums for Dave to showcase on his Dave's um Dave's record ca- record cabinet um, segments on his show. And he stumbled into this world of industrial musicals 
which were full, big-budget, Broadway-style musicals about Ford or Xerox or Exxon or McDonald's. And, um, yeah, so we got to see musical numbers of beautiful women singing about creaming themselves in the bathroom. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it was just, it was heartfelt and funny and sweet. And, uh, it opened your eyes to a whole world of, of strange entertainment. People, a lot of people made a lot of money. A lot of performers made their living doing these industrial musicals for years and years and years. Uh, and nobody ever heard of them. I would pay to see a cabaret show of songs from industrial musicals i think it'd be awesome that would be kind of a cool yeah. idea maybe you should put that show together well i gotta find all these musicals and then first. figure out and how to get the rights yeah. to them and perform it yeah and do do ford and uh, chevrolet want to be in the same show like mcdonald's Probably and burger not. king and hardy's your they best clips from the hardy's musical yeah your best tactic would be to take like oh, the best song from each genre, like car maker, fast yeah. food restaurant. Yes, plumbing supply. Oh, tractors was a big one. <laughs> this there was a song about liquid manure in one show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sung by Florence Henderson, maybe. Like big name people were in these shows. I always find enter- that when you hear stuff like that, like entertainment subcultures that you didn't know existed. Or, like, you know that, like, a lot of money was spent on these things. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, pilot season in, yeah. is just... Uh, the the story I always go back to was... Um, oh, what's his name? Not Jimmy Kimmel. The guy who was on The Man Show with him. Oh, yeah. As a podcast network. Adam, Adam, Car- Adam Carolla. He was on some show talking about... He has done, like, three or four pilots for his mm-hmm. own TV show. Mm-hmm. And he did one at NBC... And apparently the big deal was trying to get Matthew Broderick to do a sitcom that like for years they were courting him and he kept saying, no, no, no. And then when Adam was doing his, at the time, his latest pilot that didn't go anywhere, the the NBC executives like, we finally got him. And they did a full, shot, a full pilot with Matthew Broderick. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. No show, no nothing. And it's like, and like millions of dollars were spent on this. Yeah, I listened to a great podcast called The Dead Pilot Society. Mm. And it's a couple of LA writers who get people together. And once a month, they they host a night where people bring their pilot scripts that were written and were never produced. And they, oh, do, it gets they do table, it, reads, table of reads of it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Fox did a show, like a one-shot special years ago where they showed clips from pilots of TV shows that never went anywhere. And like a lot of them starring people from Star Trek. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The, the one that I always think about is there was one starring Leonard Nimoy where he was a race car driver that gets in a car accident and gets psychic powers and fights a robot. Whoa. See, now in this age of like box sets and DVD releases and, and even streaming, you think that they would, like some, they've got to still have a lot of these pilots. You yeah. think that they would just like throw out a compilation yeah. disc or like a, a. But then you'd have to start paying people for them. I guess. There'd be different exactly rights and contracts. Uh, and yeah, I guess like, so. My family got to be a viewing audience for one. Like we were like a test audience for a show. Uh, so here's how I reveal my age. We got it sent to us on VHS. Uh-huh. It was a sitcom starring Ralph Macchio and Andrew Dice Clay. Wow. Oh, God. I don't, other than that fact, That's a I duo. don't really remember it. Other than, 
I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Andrew Dice Clay had a sitcom shortly thereafter. That was one of those, like, three episodes and gone kind mm-hmm. of thing, where he wasn't playing the Dice Man character. Like, he was actually, like, a comedic actor in it. And I want to say... Um, the woman who was Grace from Grace Under Fire was maybe mm-hmm. his wife in it, or Kathy Moriarty. Brett Butler. Yeah, one one of those two kind of blonde, slightly southern mm-hmm. actresses. And but the cool thing about it, sort of annoying, is we couldn't rewatch it because what we didn't know at the time it said not to rewind the tape, which we didn't. But as it went through, there was a magnet placed on on the actual VHS tape. So as the tape, you were watching it, it erased, erased the itself? tape. Like it's self-destructed Mission Possible style. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that, like, that people kept those tapes or knew that's how it was done. And you can find some of these weirdo pilots online. Oh, I'm sure. I wrote a piece for Byte on them once where I collected like a bunch of like YouTube, where you could see them on YouTube. And um, Puccini was one of them, which is one I always marvel at that ever got made in the first place. Mm. So well, that's, that just reminds me of one of the uh, industrial musicals that they f- featured was called Raguletto. <laughs> it, was, it was about spaghetti sauce. Yep. <laughs> I knew that's where it was going. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Puccini's one, it started, uh, um, who's the guy who played Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein? Like the monster. Peter Boyle? Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle's a cop. Okay. On the job, you know, close to retirement, dies in the light of duty, reincarnated as a dog. As the dog. Puccini. Mm. Um, there, there's that. There, well, um, I think the mo- one of the 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 ones that everybody knows about is Heat Vision and Jack. Yep, I, I was I couldn't think of the title, but that's the one with the motorcycle, right? Yeah, J- Jack Black Jack does Black. the voice of it's Jack Black and Owen Wilson. I want to say <laughs> never like, heard of be, it before they were famous. Well, it was a pilot. Like you yeah. never got to see it. Um, I want to say it was Lifetime in the States. One of the cable channels in the States actually used to do on April Fool's Day the alternate dimension channel where all they would air would be like pilots for shows that never made it. Mm. And that that was one of them. There's that and uh, Look Well, which was Adam Wet. It's a show that should have happened because the pilot is great. Is Adam West plays an actor who is out of work. And then, like it, this was like in the late '90s, early 2000s, and starts being a a acting like a detective or a cop because he was once given one like one of those ceremonial like badges for oh, the city. Here, you're a detective for a day. <laughs> there's a scene where he's trying out for like a Grease style movie. And it's Adam West in his, like, 50s, early 60s, dressed up, like, in a leather jacket, white t-shirt, and jeans, with a big, fake, like, obviously fake pompadour wig on him. It was fantastic. That's one you can find on YouTube, too. (laughs) It's really easy to find. It was, and I want to say it was Conan O'Brien was the producer of it. Like, it was one of those things. And it's one of those shows that nobody understands why it didn't happen. Like, including the people who were producing it. it And, like, the network is like, eh, for some reason we just didn't go with it. And we went with, like, Cosby and Friends instead or something like that. 
So, um, to round out this episode, uh, New York Toy Fair was the weekend before we recorded it. Um, Some interesting stuff. There's a lot of stuff Ryan and I could talk about for hours. And they have. And we already have. But um, we'll just go through a couple of the highlights, I guess. Um, One close to Ryan's heart is there is a Transformer of the Ecto-1 coming out. The yeah, Echo one. which made an appearance apparently this week on the Goldbergs. So they're already pushing that media tie-in. Yep. And it's going to be in a comic book crossover or something, the, too. Yeah, but. they're doing a Transformers uh, Ghostbusters comic, uh, like they did the Turtles ones. Uh, and then uh, the toy is coming in the like old-school like 80s original packaging, mm. which makes sense then why they had it show up on the Goldbergs. Yeah, I believe it's like a GameStop or an EB exclusive. It's a GameStop exclusive, and it's going to be, which will be, it will be available at EB here in Canada, because I've already gotten the email with the, hey, pre-order it now oh, okay. for the low, low price of like $59. <laughs> there was a bunch of cool Transformer toys. Oh, Omega, Omega Supreme. Supreme, which like, is two feet tall. Look at it. It's huge. Lovely. What about the um, the Luchador yes, DC heroes? Those look great. I, I saw those oh, and went, yeah. oh, Brent wants those. I like the Luchador DC ones. And especially when you take a closer look at the paint jobs on them. They're really good. And like we saw a video of like the tour of the booth. And um, Deathstroke comes with a folding steel chair. But if you look at the chair, it has an imprint of Superman's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Like he's like already cracked it over him. Uh, I want pretty much all the figures in that line. Other than Metallo. Metallo's the only one I didn't really dig. But yeah, it looks cool. Um, New Ninja Turtles. The uh, animated two-packs from Target. Yeah, well, they're not completely new. But well, no, be they're the ones to... that were included in the San Diego, Diego exclusive four-figure set. So yep. unless you went to San Diego or paid a million dollars on the aftermarket, they're new. And, and then they showed Rocksteady and Bebop, which weren't part of those sets. Yes. And they're pretty good looking. They're, they are brand new. And they've shown other figures in that line in prototype form before. I think, didn't they show a Baxter Stockman? Um, I think so. And there's also been one of the Rock Soldiers and uh, Leatherhead is the other one oh, that okay. they've shown in that style and that paint job. And they've all looked good. And they've never really commented on it because their, their turtle license was... Um, sort of narrow. Yeah. Like it, they could only do X amount of it, and it was basically their sculptors like pitching. I guess uh, Nickelodeon for... owns the rights to it now, yeah. so pitching them on it. And I guess those rights have kind of loosened up a little bit. That not completely because the the movie uh, turtles that uh, my wonderful wife got me for. Uh, Wait, our anniversary. Be more specific, the original movie the versions, original not movie the Michael version. Bay ones. Yes, um, they, that were GameStop they were only available at yeah. GameStop and not, not even in I, Canada. Yeah. Um, so yep, only I'm in awesome. the states. Yeah, and the- <laughs> these new animated ones that well, the, the the re-release of the animated ones are going to be Target only. Yeah, hmm. but that's better than it was, which was San Diego only. Good luck getting one or pay lots of money online. Yeah. So. Um, uh, then there's the new Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I was going to say, which movie kind of figures. ties into something that we're going to be doing after this. we're done recording this episode. But yeah, yeah there's Dolph Lundgren's He-Man and Franklin Jell's Skeletor are Both coming versions of Skeletor. Both versions. 
Um, that's weird. Like, that's from that uh, one out. Oh wow! Yeah, that's from Super Seven, who has been taking over kind of the majority of the Masters of the Universe line. Um, but they're also going to be doing uh, Barry Windsor Smith's Conan in that style figure that they showed mm. off, and the Toxic Avenger. Huh. And weirdly, uh, they also said they are going to be doing Ninja Turtles in that sort of format, which is hmm. going to be weird. Yeah. But I'm curious to see what they do. So speaking of which, um, we have done uh, a movie commentary track before. Um, it was to Superman, Superman 3. 3. Um, this time, uh, we didn't do a voting thing because our wonderful fan, Rex, and... Made a request. Well, it was sort of... Didn't you suggest it and Rex jumped all over it? I, I want to say so. it's kind of a know. combo of things, but Rex was all Rex, behind this. Rex took his hat off and was like pleading. So, it's like, <laughs> hat, hat you guys have to do please, that. Please, I'm like, please. ooh, I've never seen him with his so hat off. So, we don't know when it's going to be released, but we are going to be doing a DVD commentary to Masters of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren. I actually Yay. like this movie. <laughs> it's been probably 30 years since I've seen this movie. I think it's, I know it's been less than eight because I remember watching it. Uh, in my in my condo at one point, and so in the last eight years, I have seen this movie. So stay tuned for that. We are also going to be uh, we, we timed it out right. The next episode should be we should be able to see Captain Marvel because yeah, that comes out Thursday, and then we won't. This movie will come. This episode will come out the following Monday. No, this, this no, this come comes out, out this, this Monday. This, this Monday, it's, we're we're. Uh, we're we are recording. We're late. recording really late. No, I know. I meant. Oh, I meant the episode after Captain. Oh, Marvel. okay. Yes. We're so, also going to see How to Train Your Dragon three. Yeah, but um, Captain Marvel will be getting a dedicated episode yeah. to it, so we will like every other Marvel do- movie yeah. yep. does. Uh, so that is in the future. Like I know we've been kind of haphazardly doing episodes for the last little while, but movie season is now starting to kick into full gear. Because, wow, there's a lot of stuff to see. Thank and we're not we... all watching the same TV shows because we can't talk about that. We, saw, we, we finished watched, first season of Discovery. We watched Yay! season one of Discovery. We do a Star oh. Trek Discovery season yes. one wrap-up And I just now. have to say, thank you both for not spoiling it because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just wait till you start watching season two now. We'll, we'll go into it. About... I, I called one of the big things. Yeah. like without Because <laughs> I've been navigating missing spoilers yeah. left and right and I, I called one of them. <laughs> so look forward and, to this ongoing ep- ep- you know, conversation but, in the oh, near future. So good. So good. Yeah. And, we, and season two is even better. We've got yeah. to keep craving long enough to, to finish off season two. Yeah, I didn't want to start till season two till we had a chance to talk about season one because I didn't want to get the two seasons mixed up in my brain. Oh, you can't. You All can, right, well, then maybe we'll start different. watching oh, okay. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, just start watching it because, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So with that, we will end this episode as we end every episode with Geek Picks. Anybody want to go first? Me, 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 me. Oh. Me, 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 hey, Ke- me, Kevin, why don't you go first? Okay. <laughs> um, I've started reading comics again. You read comics? I do, thanks to Hoopla, the library app. I need to start doing that. And mm-hmm. they have many, many graphic novels, and they just announced one that I can't wait to read, the Mr. Miracle, the Tom King Mr. Miracle is coming to I Hoopla. I am reading the trade as we speak. And, I'm uh, but I can't, I've, I've reached my limit of things I can borrow this month, so I've got to wait until the beginning of next oh, month. Oh, you can only I borrow so many books at a time? Month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so if you want to know what the model is behind Hoopla, it's a um, 
you the, the you, they charge the library the rate based on population, and then they also charge you extra uh, for additional downloads after that. So in order for a library to maintain its budget and know exactly how much it's going to be spending every year on this particular system, they have to restrict the number of borrowing. Ah. So eight books a month. There's a little peek behind the veil there. Ooh. Anywho, so uh, things that I have just read? read, things that I have just read that uh, I will recommend: Superman: Secret Identity by Kurt Busiek. Yep. Uh, great sort uh, of alternate take on Superman. And for another one, All Star Superman by Grant Morrison. That's a good book. Oh my god, that's that book is so, so good. good. The book is good. The animated adaptation mm. is really good too. Yeah. Did I read that? Yes, you uh, liked it a okay. lot. It's the one where he gets overexposed to solar radiation and it's slowly killing him. Because he's become, but it's super, like, so it superpowers him, like, it supercharges him. Supercharged I, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> it's, re- it's really good. And, and Morrison uses a lot of Silver Age tropes and yep. modernizes Both my them. copies are signed. Lois I, I, gets I, superpowers. Oh, quite Oh, yeah, I remember Lois getting superpowers. Yeah. yeah. I don't seem to have the like memory to retain what happens in in superhero comic books as well as you guys do. That's Which is good because then you can watch, read them again, and yeah. be enjoy, enjoy it all over like, again. I just reread the Joss Whedon X Men, and I'm like, I think I read this already. <laughs> so those anyway. two those two Superman books would be my my uh, geek picks for the week: um, Superman Secret Identity and All Star Superman. I'm glad that I read those when they came out in like trade hardcover i had read them before to yeah. be honest but they're so good that were, i was happy to read. were you getting them monthly when you were reading no, them because no. that because there are long gaps in that publishing yeah, schedule because yeah. i remember he for, quietly was at a fan expo mm-hmm. and the first issue had come out and i had I was of which like, one of all-star Superman. all-star okay and I'm like, so, like, first issue's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second one. And he said something along the lines of, like, does any of your family work for DC? I'm like, no. He's like, I'm, like, halfway through drawing it. And I'm like, well, that book's going to be late. <laughs> but it was nowhere near as late as All-Star Batman and Robin. Well, that one's not even finished. <laughs> And it's terrible. Yeah. Whereas I'll start bet Superman is good. Yeah. The one I'm currently reading or have just finished is um, Daredevil by Bendis. That's a good run. Yeah. The outing of his secret identity. Amongst other things. like it, It's a really solid run. So yeah. Comics are my geek pick. Good pick. Good pick. My geek pick is a... There's a novel. There's a book. It's a book book. <gasps> a book book. Ryan it's read a book, a book? book. Well, it's the book book. Is I think it The I've Expanse? Been... No. Oh my god, Ryan read a book that's not The Expanse? And I've owned this one for years, and it's not the first time I've read it. <laughs> it's the novelization of No Man's Land. I don't know what that the bat- is. It's oh, a Batman, Batman storyline. Story oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Which has been retold a couple different times now over the years, like in wow. different versions, right? Because uh, Dark Knight Rises, that's the last Batman. Yeah, the, the, the it kind of takes pieces from it with the whole you know, closing off Gotham. Gotham, the TV series right now, is doing a whole no man's land thing really? yeah. yeah that's what this season is on that show i'm which, always amazed when i hear gotham the tv series I'm like oh yeah that's, that's a still thing a thing still, still. Yeah. still on, somebody's yeah. watching it uh so the no- novelization was written by greg rucka and uh yeah it's one of these books i bought it years and years ago but before i, I didn't even i think at the time know it was a comic series that just thought it was a cool batman story yeah. 
Um, and uh, it's one of these books I pull it out every like five years or so because I forget the details of it and reread it. And the best books are the ones you can read over and over and over again. Yeah, it's like my uh, this was my break time lunchtime reader at work. So I just finished it this week. So I figured I'd make a geek pick. What nice. probably works for that one is Rutka started off as a novelist. Like that's that was what he really made his money at, and he was a good one at yeah. that. So between that and he had worked on the comic book storyline, so he was familiar with all of it. Well, and yeah. could add more details. To and in that storyline, introduces new characters. Yeah, uh, we get uh, oh, the, the 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 mute Batgirl. Cassandra, yeah, Cassandra Kane. She gets introduced. Uh, we get some stuff with, oh, uh, well, yes, with 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 uh, Oracle. The whole thing, the whole point, I guess, the, the the breakdown of the story. There's this huge earthquake. Gotham gets decimated. Uh, the the U.S. government decides it's going to cost too much money to fix Gotham. We're going to just close it off. We're going to blow, you know mine the river uh we'll close off the bridges and it's no longer part of the united states of america everybody gets you got 24 you know so much time to leave after that um you're on your own see you later nice so of course and then you know so some people stay behind like uh, gordon uh his wife uh which is his second wife at, the, at why that point why would you stay behind well, to protect the other people that have nowhere to go Screw that are still them. you know <laughs> Uh, but of course, because this is Gotham, the lovely people that take care of Arkham Asylum, instead of, you know, finding some place for their inmates to go, just decide to unlock the doors That's when they after they leave. And well, at least they're humane and do that. You know, Come on. <laughs> if I had the Joker locked up someplace... I'd be uh, like, bye-bye. Yeah. And then another... Well, actually, this is also, I guess, during this whole big crossover, is the introduction of one Harley Quinn. Is that there, during No Man's Land? Really? At least in the novelization. Is she so, like uh, just like a psychiatrist at that point, or is she full on crazy go nuts? Crazy nuts. So uh, Joker, while well, he, I guess Joker takes his time leaving. Like, he plays around in Arkham for a while, decides to like um, move the furniture, all the furniture from the offices, and puts it all in the cells, and move the stuff from the cells, and puts it all in the offices, and <laughs> you know he like just hangs out and does different stuff around. The you know I think he like plays with the rats and stuff like this yeah. and then all of a sudden one day he hears a voice through the air ducts and he's like what the fuck and he tracks it down he like you could hear someone singing and he yells back and they told him to shut up and so he was like what so he tracks it down and he finds her in like a fallout shelter where she'd been staying all by herself for months he nearly got knocked over by the smell when he opened the door because she'd <laughs> been in there all by herself for months and uh, yeah it was like yeah and it was. Harleen, you know, what Harleen Quinzel, Quinzel, like she was, he recognized her as being this doctor that he was, you know, messing around with mentally, and she snapped, and she was in love with him, and and eventually like makes her outfit and like follows him around town, and yeah, that was the. the it's weird. Comics go through these periods about every five or six years where they they also feel that they have to be like book companies. So, like, that was just because there's a novelization of the death of Superman as I well. Would, which I also and own. Nightfall. There's a Crisis on Infinite Earths one, too. Yeah, and Marvel. That would be a good read. And Marvel just started doing them a couple years ago where it was, like, Civil War and stuff like that. But I think those have fallen off, too. Yeah. Marvel I, also does, like, pocket books of 
uh, different characters. I know there was a series of She-Hulk novels not yeah. too long ago. And I think there's some Spider-Man ones. And some Deadpool ones, too. Yeah, and uh, Pete once gave me the audiobook version of uh, Infinite Crisis, oh. which is so terrible. Is it bad? <laughs> it, it's just like the, 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 the voiceovers and stuff like that were just like awful. It was that it sucks. was like sea level kind of like acting in it, but cool. So the novelization of No Man's Land. In yep. Jen, I already know what yours is though. <laughs> or Squirrel should I Girl. It? Yeah, Squirrel Girl. It's I don't know. Squirrel Girl is is. Uh, it's not is it doing losing as, its luster? It's not doing as good as it used to. Aww. Does it have a new writer? No, it has a new artist new that artist. she doesn't particularly yeah. like. Oh, that sucks. Um. But yeah, I'm you know not going to give up on it. I love Miss Squirrel Girl, um, so hopefully it'll change back or change to something else. Um, but yeah, no, we've been watching uh, what is it, the Umbrella Society? Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. That's uh, what it's called. Yes. No spoilers. I'm not finished yet. Neither are no, we. No, no, we're not either. Okay. I read the comics. Yeah, I kind of want to now. I don't know how much they're like how similar they are because I read the comics a long time ago. But there's certain things in it that I'm like, I don't remember this at all, but might be my memory. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's a Netflix special for you listeners who have Netflix. Um, and it's about uh, a group of uh, originally seven kids who were adopted by this billionaire or millionaire who's a little bit crazy. And he's trying to train them to become superheroes, basically. And then the story takes place. Uh, what it was like twenty years in the future, or fifteen years, or twelve years, or something like that in the future, where the the billionaire has died. This isn't a spoiler because it all happens in the first episode, and uh, and now these kids are trying to reconnect uh, again, and of course there's other stuff happening mm-hmm. that involves their powers, and I don't want to go into too much yeah. detail because it's really it's a really fun show to experience when you don't know anything about it because it makes it a lot more exciting. Is part of it Netflix saying, screw you, Marvel, we don't need you, we've got our own superheroes now? Well, well maybe. I think that's part of it, but like they've uh, they already did that with, uh, they bought all Mark Myler's properties, right? Oh, that's right? true. So they haven't done anything with them yet. Um, other than there are Netflix comics published through other companies, yeah. so oh. the, with the idea that some of these properties are going to show up on Netflix eventually, like the, the Magic Order is definitely going to be a Netflix show. Mm. And they just need to announce it. And the reason I like it is because it's different from all of the other shows. I mean, all of these superhero shows are always marketed as, you know, different from blah, blah, blah. But this is, to me, it has a very Wes Anderson-y vibe to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I can see that. And I like that it's, it's, it's different. It's not all about them and their powers. It's about them as a family as well as, as, you know, their dysfunction and, and getting around and, um, I don't know. It just it's more interesting. Maybe it's the writing and the humor and everything. What episode are you on? I don't know. We're like, almost done. I think. I think There's we're 10, on. Right? We're going to be on eight. Okay, so you're you're further ahead than I am. Yeah. The dance sequence in like the second or third yeah. episode yeah. when they play the, when he plays the record. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That the was soundtrack good. to that show oh, is yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, it's got some good songs on it. And I like. I've always said this, it's like weird with Gerard Way, is I'm not a My Chemical Romance fan, but as a comic book writer and stuff like that, he's always been really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Umbrella Academy was his first comics book. Pretty book, much, right? yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm super enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I've been mean, liking it a since lot. Since all the other superhero shows are like, you know, Flash and Supergirl and, and they seem very cookie cutter for their universes and Jessica mm. Jones and... 
This one is it's unique, and I like that about it. Yeah, there's we- there's weird. It's just weird. weird stuff in it. Yeah. Like, is there the, still the-, the girl who plays herself like a like a bass, like a cello? No. What? No, that's one of the the major changes in it. What do you mean plays herself like? Don't like, spoil it. She's. She's, she looks like a cello. And she oh, can, okay. No. no. That's uh, that's Ellen Page's character. Oh, the... she plays the violin, yeah, but she that's has not an actual her physical superpower. Yeah. Um, she but, isn't a violin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's shot in Toronto, so you see a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Here. But a lot of, like, a lot of Canadian actors that we're like, oh, my God, or, or, yeah. that, that nobody in the States are going to recognize. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, is that guy like, from CMT? Um, yeah. It's well, that guy from YTV. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the the dude who was in Stargate, uh, who was which um, dude? There's a lot of a, dudes. He was a much music VJ, and then he was in Stargate. I don't think Rainbow so. I didn't. Son no, I, I didn't see him. Where he's was the, he? He's the uh, partner to the cop, the bald guy with the the goatee. That's that's him. Partner to the oh the, the cop. Oh really? The, oh yeah. No, not Hazel. No, not Hazel. No. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, we can go off it, but yeah. like the the you, dad from... you know Diego's friend, the the, the female detective, yeah, 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 her, His, her partner, partner. Her, she is the, a partner. I don't remember him. The, the bald, guy, the guy that gave him information. Guy. Yeah, I don't. Even I didn't recognize him without the being bald. It's, that it's threw me the off. Bald and glasses yeah. throws oh, you off. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the dad from Corner Gas is in it briefly. Eric Peterson. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the owner of the gym Diego sleeps at. Yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize him. No, neither did we until he started talking. And yeah, we there's were like, one episode. We're like, gets, I like, know that voice. <laughs> he gets like three lines of dialogue, and I had to look it up. And uh, what's it? Not Shirley MacLaine. Shirley. Mac- uh, what? The 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 woman who's the, the oh, runs works at the donut shop. Oh yeah, her. Oh, she's she was she looks familiar. I mansion. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, Shirley something. Okay, this is gonna bug me. I gotta look it up right now. <laughs> well, speaking of other shows that are filmed, speaking of shows that are filmed around this area, I just read today that um, this should have been in news that Titans is probably gonna be delayed. Oh, I did season. see that. Yeah. Well, no, it is being delayed because they delayed shooting it. They haven't even started shooting it yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it, they were supposed to start shooting in March. Oh, you know what? I did skip in, from the news. There was more DC DC news. Uh, and I, this I put this in my just because it made me feel old. Oh, um, sorry, Sheila McCarthy. Sheila McCarthy. Oh, she shows up on Star Trek Discovery in season two as yeah. well. Sorry, that's okay. So Amy's she the mom on. Oh, sorry, Little Mosque on the Prairie. Yes. Happens to me all the time. Sorry. Go ahead. Go back to your news. Amy Smart was cast in that um, Stargirl show. She's going to be playing Stargirl's mom. I don't remember the mom being a character in the, in the um, comic. Well, and Luke... Uh, Luke... Um, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. No, Luke, Luke Wilson, Wilson. is going to be her as her step is her stepdad. So, so yeah, the original Stargirl comic, she becomes Stargirl because her mom marries Stripesy. Yeah, yeah. So like her parents are in it. I don't. I just don't remember her as a character. Like I don't doubt that it was in there. I just don't remember. Did you read so that Bond's original when it came out? Oh, like, did I was you? Because well, I've got that trade time. So I was. But I just think I just thought it was funny that Amy Smart is now play, being cast in the the mother role of a you know a, of a you know I guess what, what uh, Amy, um, Smart from? Amy uh, Smart was in um, Road Trip. She uh, was she. The, she was in um, My Name Is Earl. Crank. Wasn't she? 
Isn't she no. his ex-wife no, no, and no, my no, name is Earl? No. Jamie Presley. No. no. Do you remember the do you see those crank movies with uh with the guy Jason Statham? Yeah. Uh maybe. She yeah. was his girlfriend. Uh no, the you know, just thinking back to the yeah, she was in a road trip back okay. when you know I've seen that movie once. Oh, I've seen that movie way too many times. That was one of those movies we used to watch in high school, oh, like when we'd go out, you know, we out drinking or oh, in for us it was Euro college. Trip when I, after I was in college, it was yeah. Euro trip. I didn't park my car here, so I so guess. What's your I, geek pick? My geek pick is oh, so many of them. I want to say that Mister Miracle book, but I'm not far enough into it right now. I can't wait to, to read it. I'm two two issues in, and it's so far the art is fantastic. Yeah. Like the art and the layouts. Who's the artist? I don't know off the top of my head, unfortunately. But um, Jason Aaron's Avengers run is a lot of fun right now. So currently in the Marvel Universe and Avengers, um, the Dracula is being deposed by a young, a slightly younger upstart vampire. <laughs> who is getting rid of him and he is and Dracula has sought asylum in Moscow <laughs> in Russia and Blade is on the Avengers due to this cuz well who else are you going to get the fight vampires and it's it's just it's a book that remembers that superheroes can be fun right. even when they're taking on world ending threats and it, I I really enjoy the book so far like they're living in a celestial right now the avengers are the avengers are the new avenger it's called avengers mountain it's, and it's in central sl- park isn't it no it's no? in like somewhere snowy like the arctic or something oh i like thought that. oh so it's not then wasn't there a celestial that fell and died in new york in the, the first issue of that book so it's not that one oh, that no, they're living it's in? not that one there it's okay. a different one completely um and because of its like they have fa- jason aaron once again is great for the workarounds he has explained how shit can get blown up in this new Avengers mansion, and then it's fixed because it's the biology still works. So when oh. a hole gets blown in a wall, the hole heals itself it's, up. It is a scab. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's an interesting group of Avengers, too. I really like how they're dealing with uh, Robbie Reyes, the, the new Ghost Rider. Okay. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him next because he is currently kind of helping the bad guys out out of not his own free will and like in this new like vampire lord that's come in is like all sorts of weird because he's in like a big like sort of like military SWAT style suit you can't see him it kind of sounds like we're going to find out that he's a character we've already been introduced to in the Marvel Universe but he has this big Gatling gun that fires wooden stakes because he's taking out the the vampire nation. The stakes are provided by uh, he got a trimming of man thing, and <laughs> and man this like little man thing like the size of your fist is on his shoulder, but grows into the gun and it's feeding wood into this Gatling gun that fires wooden stakes out. That's awesome. <laughs> Why is the man thing working with the bad guy? It's not man thing. It's like a clipping from him. Oh, but still, that he's okay. raised from. Also, like, because he's okay. Yeah, like they explain it right off the bat. Okay. Because I was like, is that man thing on his shoulder? Why is he small? Like the next panel explains it away. It's it's a good fun run, and I'm enjoying it. And that's what those are the runs of the Avengers that I really like. Yeah. And they've like drawn on like we've seen uh, the Winter Guard. Is that what they're called? The the Russian. 
yeah. Avengers team. Like they brought them back. And oh yeah, there was Dark Star, and Crimson, Dynamo Crimson Dynamo, just fucking laid out Tony in the last issue, like with a punch, just punched him in the stomach. Really, really hard. Major, is he still around? The guy who turns into a bear. Yes, he is. He is part of that team, and um, Dark Star and Red Guardian and. It's a it's a fun read. It, when it hits trade, get it on Hoopla. I think you, especially since you like that the, that era of Avengers where like Perez was on the art and yeah. stuff like that, like where they had some joking and stuff like that, and it's I but still serious action. It's up your alley. Sounds like it. And that ends this episode. So next episode will be our Captain Marvel review. Woohoo! And then somewhere at some point, you will be able to download a special DVD commentary of the Masters of the Universe movie. So find your copy now. I think. Good luck. I think it is on Amazon Prime right now, but don't don't quote me on that. Let me find out. Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. No. But we'll find out what copy we watch, and we'll let you know. To so oh, well, I've got a DVD copy. Yes, but <laughs> it is. It might not be on any streaming services right now. Oh, no, weird. You can rent it on PlayStation Network or buy it from Microsoft. Yeah. Or if, if if you look, I'm sure somebody's uploaded it to YouTube. Not that I recommend doing that, but if you have yeah. to, there's there there are, there are options. It'll be worth it for our commentary. Yes. In the meantime, uh, thank you much for listening, and we will see you the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under... Surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. It's the way you read your books that